This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show in association with ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. Uh, check their website out for uh, lots of fantastic signed gear from Chelsea players, past and present. Uh, lots of news. And of course, they do a video every week with uh, Chopper Harris and Gary Chivers at the Butcher's Hook after every home game. Well worth checking out. That's on their website as well. And of course, you can follow them on Twitter, which is at Fan12Chelsea. And as always, a uh, a very hearty hello to Kerry Dixon. How you doing, mate? I'm doing fine, thanks, Dave. Good stuff. Good week? Um, if you're looking from a Chelsea perspective, an <laughs> indifferent week. I thought, yes. If you're looking from a personal one, not too bad. Yeah, a couple of dinners and uh, a few lunches and so on. Met a few friends and see a few old acquaintances and... Uh, quite, a, quite a few ex-Chelsea players it's in and around uh, a couple of the dinners, you know, Mickey Hazard, Graham Roberts, Tony Castellino, etc. And uh, various other people. So uh, it, it was quite good in that respect. Well, that's but from good. from a Chelsea view, yeah, Chelsea viewpoint, no. Uh, it's very disappointing in the West Ham game. Mm. And this is what I have to say. I, I think I possibly talked you out of it because you, you were <laughs> earing on the side of caution. Yes. And I think that my exuberance perhaps... Uh, turned you a little bit because you did say that West Ham always get themselves up for yep. this game no matter what but they, they proved it was no fluke they've done the same to Arsenal to a degree in a week so whereas we went some way up at Huddersfield to put in that disaster right we're in a different side you know um, we really are and it's not the way we're going to win the league but we could win a cup the way we are mm. and uh, I'd like to think we're going to improve because we're, we're still for me north and south we the fact we can throw in these performances against the Crystal Palaces, against the, you know, like Burnley starting to look all right, um, but against the West Ham's who are struggling, and you know, we throw these in, and then you know, we go and get the results we get. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say that he's not right, but it, if you want, it, it's, it's going back to my time. 
you know, the eighties, you just don't know. You lose yeah. against the average ones, and and, and you know they they beaten Spurs, they beat United, you know, and we had some good results against the top sides, but. There's no way you can't even see these things coming. The results they're having against some of the average sides, it, 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 you know, it beggars belief that these results are actually in there. When you look at what Chelsea have done against the good sides, we should be lying in second place. Nothing is stopping the the Man City juggernaut at the moment, and uh, they look like they could if they continue run away with it. I have to say. Well, uh, I think you know where does one start? I think I I, I couldn't disagree with any of that, mate. And it's funny actually because I I was. I think I wrote a blog the other week mentioning much the same that that it's all very good. It's you know kind of very quite nostalgic seeing this inconsistency from Chelsea, and it does remind me very much of the days when we used to um, you know beat the best sides and invariably lose to the worst sides. I mean it's it's really it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean if if we look at the West Ham game particularly, I mean uh, there's no doubt that that early goal played right into West Ham's uh, West Ham's hands because that meant they could just you know put eleven men behind the ball and and try and hit us on the break. Which they did very well, but you know, I think what what concerned a lot of Chelsea supporters was it, it's it's something that we've seen before, um, even when we've won. I mean, the Newcastle game was a case in point, but we seemed to start so slowly. I mean, we didn't really start getting into the game until twenty minutes had gone. I mean, why is that, Kerry? I mean, I, none of us seem to understand why that is. I mean, I'd be interested to hear your perspective, having you know, having played. Yeah, the start is vital. I mean, we've all, everyone's gone on on record as saying, you know, the first goal is is a, is a crucial thing in all all types of football. Certainly for Chelsea and the teams, that Manchester City are now saying that if they get a goal early, you know, teams have to come out, change the game plan. If it goes against you, the game plan becomes more rigid, and the teams are they dig in and they become more defiant and you know determined not to lose. And uh, you know, yes, that is what West Ham did. But I have to say. We didn't offer much of a threat at all, I don't think. Um, it was a very, I'm not going to say a boring game, it's not just boring when we lose. I mean, we've had some boring wins, but yeah. and I don't mind winning boring, but it was a it was a lethargic game. You know, there, there was no excitement from Chelsea. There was nothing really. They passed the ball, they got to the final third, and it, it, it was a damp squib. It, 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 I mean, even Eden Hazard, and I always say, if Hazard plays, he can be the difference and make things happen. He had a an indifferent game. He didn't have a poor game. I mean, for me, he was still probably our biggest threat, as he always is. Um, but he was indifferent, and the rest of the team was six out of ten. Um, you know, West Ham didn't have to be great, although they, you know, they worked their socks off. I have to be honest, but they got their goal and they dug in. And to say that we weren't capable of breaking them down, which we weren't on the day, is poor. And when you look at the, you know. We we haven't even touched on the Champions League yet. We I mean we got the result. <laughs> we well it was the second one for me, but you know we could have got Paris Saint Germain. But I mean, you look at that, and then you look at West Ham this week, and you know people are saying no chance. But the Chelsea side looking go to Huddersfield looks so comfortable and compact against a team that won their last three home games. Um, we were always the better side, and you know he, he made one or two changes, and you know it just goes to show. Which Chelsea's going to turn up at the moment? And if the good team turns up, we win. And if the average one turns up, we get a poor result. I mean, what I can't understand about the West Ham game in particular is, you know, they should have known how West Ham were going to play and they should have known that they were going to be right at it from the word go. It's a London derby. I mean, these players have played in derbies. They know what they're like. And I just can't understand why they started so slow. I mean, you know, Conte was very interesting after the game, I think. 
you know, because he, he, he said that they were tired. I mean, you know, is tiredness really an excuse, Kerry? I mean, how can they be tired? It's not even halfway no. through the season, or am I missing something? I, I Dave, I, I hate to hear it from anyone. Mm. It beggars belief that managers can say it. I've heard, you know, Eden Hazard come out and say this Christmas in, in England is, you know, too many games. You play a lot. We need rest and all that. Come on, look, I'm never buying it. I'm an old pro, and every old pro you'll ever speak to will not buy this resting. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think you go back to Liverpool winning what is now the Champions League, the European Cup, they only played about 17 players all season. Mm-hmm. They played about 70, 80 games. Come on, it's not, it's not viable. You get all the rest you can. You get pampered more than any other footballer has ever been in the history of football. You get every mod con. You don't play on soggy pitches. You don't, I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Tired is not one that I could accept, I'm afraid, you know? And if you're tired, every other player that plays in the same league as you are equally as tired. West Ham players are tired. You might argue, well, they don't have the same games. They're not in Europe, right? So they get, what, six games more at the moment and maybe one or two more in cup competitions. We've got a big squad who get paid a lot of money to be rotated and the manager's got to get it right. Sorry, I'm not buying tired. I could go on forever on that one. Well, yeah, and I, 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 it makes me quite cross as well. But as I said, I, I, you know, I'm not a professional football player, so I don't know. I mean, the only other thing I can think of, it, it, maybe it's not, not just a question of being physically tired, maybe it's being mentally tired, you know, which perhaps comes into the equation. I mean, what, what do you think about that? Well... Well, hold on. At what point do you become mentally tired? Can someone tell me when they're going to be, be mentally tired prior to a game? Um, just just tell the manager and don't play. If I'm mentally tired. And then let the, let the reporters and the, and the pundits and everyone else sort out the um, the change out of it, if you like. Oh, he was mentally tired. He, you hear managers sometimes say, oh, he wasn't right, he's mentally not right. So he's not, he don't play. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not buying it at all, mate. If you're not up for a game, you know, you don't play well every game, yeah. but you've got to go out being up for yeah. a game. I used to go out thinking, I want to score a goal, I hope we win. I don't know whether we're going to win, we might win, or this is a big game. And I don't look at the average teams, you know, on paper and say, oh, they're only average. We'll go out there and saunter around and not feel a bit lethargic or whatever. You, got, you want to win. You want, you want to score goals. You, you're a goalkeeper. You want to make saves. You want to keep a clean sheet. Come on. I'm, I'm not buying it at all. Yeah. Um, there is no real excuse for lethargic play and uh, an apathy and then come up with the excuse we're tired. I, I can't have it at all, mate. Me, me neither. There's nothing I like more than listening to Kerry Dixon on a very long run, which I think you are today, which is kind of appropriate considering the cricket's on. So keep it up, mate. I mean, there were lots of really odd things about lots of really odd things. Maybe we should send you out to Australia. We might get the ashes back, mate. But uh, there were lots of other odd well, things as well, weren't there? I mean, you know, Maratta had a bit of a stinker, but apparently he was not well, and now he's got a back injury. Um, so in that case, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this with the Huddersfield game as well. But I mean, you know, if he wasn't well and wasn't 100% fit, then then why play him? You know, it didn't, that didn't make sense to me either. Uh, excuses after the game. Yeah, people ask the questions so you can only answer the questions. I'll give Conte a bit of a breather on that one, you know. Um, he didn't know he's not well. He, I mean, sometimes you play players who are not fit and it backfires. Yeah, and you think, OK, I made a mistake, shouldn't have played him. And, he, he, you know, privately he might have admitted that and thought, well, I'm not going to play him the next game. Come back when you're absolutely 100% because yeah. you half fit or not, or not right. He's not going to be good for the team and we can't have that type of performance. He's our central focal point of attack and, to be honest, it was non-existent. But I'm not going to jump on the back wagon and say no, I told you I was right and all the rest of it you're still going to get time one game or two games or whatever doesn't make it right or wrong you know but you saw a different forward line he, he didn't go to plan B with Batshuayi he went to plan C 
and uh, you know brought back the three little men. And I have to say, on that game, it was horses for courses. If you like, did he know that that was the sort of outcome it was going to be? But they performed excellently. William and Pedro were great. The movement was good, and the performance was really good. Bakayako played very well. I have to say, uh, forget his goal. I thought he, he, he looked high, he moved the ball better. Um, it was a decent performance from a side that's acquitted itself quite well in the Premier League so far. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, OK, like you said, you know, Morata had, had the back injury, which is why, why he didn't play against Huddersfield. And uh, and Conte went with this three-pronged attack of Hazard, Pedro and William, and there, there is no doubt it worked well. But I'm really curious to know what you think about that, because, you know, you're a striker. And, it, you know, what does it say about Batshuayi if he can't even get a start when Morata is out? Well, we've touched on this before. Yeah. You know, um, uh, uh, I think he did it last year. In, was it or in the League Cup? I'm not quite sure. But you know, when he's gone with uh, this formation, he knows it works for certain games, and he knows it is an option. Mm. Um, I think he wanted more movement. Um, whether he believes Batshuayi gives him that movement or not remains to be seen. And if indeed he is going to be back up to Morata, he, he surely has to be the option when the when the main striker is injured. But it, he must feel to himself he's not and. He'll probably take it as another smack in the teeth, but as a pro, you've got to you've got to get on with it. You know, you're getting paid your money, you're going to get your wages. Not that not that that really matters. I mean, extra week's wages or extra month's wages is going to make a whole heap of difference to his bank balance. I'm sure. Um, it, he wants to play, and he'll be disappointed. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's one that he's got to take, or he's got to take it up with the club and the manager. And you know, if it, if it doesn't suit and he doesn't like it, then. He, He'll probably be on his way, yeah. you know, um, unless if he's happy to be that part and come on and do his best and actually have an impact and they see him as an impact player or a sub. Or, only him and the manager will know his role. And listen, only his performances can change that. Mm. I mean, I, I've got to be honest, you know, the fact that he didn't he didn't start when Morata wasn't available tells me everything you need to know. I, I really don't think Conte fancies him, but... It's difficult. I mean, it's never it's never as black and white as we would like to see it. I mean, you know, on the one hand, you can say, well, you know, Batshuayi scored nine goals this season. Morata has scored ten. So, you know, the, clearly, clearly the guy can score goals. But as we both know, there's a lot more about uh, being a striker than, than banging the goals in. And, you know, I mean, Batshuayi has, a, has an uncanny knack of being offside. So, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, you know, Conte's with him on the training ground every day. He sees more than we do. So, in a sense, you kind of have to respect that. Just a last thing on the Huddersfield thing. I mean, it, again, you know, what, like we were saying earlier about the first goal, it shows you the importance of scoring first, doesn't it? Well, it does. Uh, Huddersfield, you know, they, they've got a good home record. They, they, you know, it's a home, if they stay up this year... It will be because of what they do at home. It won't be what they do away from home. Anything they get there is a bonus. Like, you know, I'm sure Burnley were set out thinking something similar. And uh, there's lots of other clubs that wish their um, their home form was as good. But I think they're not a bad side. I mean, many mm. a team comes up and uh, acquits themselves quite well in the first season. And they'll say, well, wait and see. They'll be found out in the second season. People yeah. will know what they're about and so on. And, you know, and, and things change. But... They are they are aside, and you've got to admit are having a decent a decent run, and they're quite good at home. And you know, um, it was no easy place. And many people, and I spoke to people, they said, "Well, a few of the foreigners are going to find out now if they haven't found out before." They used to say Bolton on a cold roll night in the winter and see what they're like there. It's all very well playing in uh, April or May with a bit of sun on your back. Um, let's see what it's all about. And you know, Chelsea players who played that night come up with the answers and proved that they've. I've got a bit of metal 
you know, and are prepared, not worried about the conditions, just get out there and do a bit. And, you know, it was very pleasing. But I was glad there was some sort of reaction to what had gone before. But the key to Chelsea's season is going to be we're going to need to improve and players are going to need to improve individually. We've got to be more consistent without shadow of a doubt, um, certainly in terms of a top four finish. I think, you know, we can't afford too many more of these. I'm calling it throwing away three points. You know, when you look at our three points that we, we've possibly lost, which I think we should have had. You know, and I include Burnley in that, the home. We talk about home. I include Burnley. I'm looking at Crystal Palace and I'm looking at West Ham. Teams that haven't even got a point on the board, haven't scored and all the rest of it. And we, they beat us. You know, so you put nine points on us and all of a sudden there's a battle at the top. You know, Chelsea and Manchester City. That's the difference. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great! Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I mean, that's interesting, actually. I mean, talking about City, because I, I was... Yeah, I, I was. I don't know how I how I feel about this, but I was quite surprised actually how brutally honest Conte was. You know, particularly after the West Ham match, saying, "Well, we're not we're not in the title race." You know, that's that. I mean, you know, I, I, in many respects, I, I hate to admit it, but I agree with him. I, I, I think City are, are, are running away with it, and you know, the statistics bear bear that out, Kerry. They're going to be very hard to catch. But on the other hand, I kind of think, well. You know what message does that send out to the players? I mean, if they don't think they can win it, there's a danger that they might ease off. And yet they've got to, you know, re- if we can't win it, oh. we've got to come second. Surely, you know. Absolutely. Well, listen, Chelsea Football Club is still Chelsea Football Club, and and, and the supporters and everyone else, and it, it will still go on no matter what the players think. If, if Conte believes and the players start to believe they can't win it, and many supporters actually believe mm. it's Manchester City, I'm starting to think they're going to take some stopping like everyone else. If they continue the way they're going, you know, they will win it. It's as simple as that. Um, the thing is, we're in four cup competitions. Um, 
we've got to improve to win one of them. I'm not talking about the Champions League. Um, the draw has been an average draw in the FA Cup, in away to Norwich. It's not a great draw. He's got to be careful there what team he picks. Cause yep. It's one of them that, you, that could go a bit pear-shaped, depending on what side he wants to put out. Um, and we've got a great chance in the Carabao Cup. So we want to, we're here to win trophies. Uh, if you can't win the league, you're in four competitions. Let's win one, two or three of them. Yeah. Come on. You know, players have got to improve. And, uh, yeah, in terms of European qualification for next season, you want to be in the Champions League, you might get better players, you might get different people, one or two. All of a sudden, you've still got to be playing and make sure you're part of what Chelsea Football Club want and what they want for the future. If indeed that be the case, and the future starts with the very next game. I'm not talking about next season. Future for every player is the very next game if, you, if, you, if you're selected. So, uh, you know, if you, don't, if you don't see it that way, then I suggest you go to the manager and say, look, do your best to move me on. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, as I said, it's it's a difficult. I mean, on the one hand, he was very honest, but um, you know, I just hope that that he's getting the the right message to the players in the dressing room that uh, you know they need to keep on it. I mean, the interesting thing is, is that thankfully, uh, United, Liverpool, Spurs, and Arsenal are all being as inconsistent as we are. So, you know, okay, City are doing very well, but I mean, anything can happen, and I mean that's that's what I would be telling them. You know, keep on it. Anything can happen. You know, you've got to keep believing. Uh, talking of which, uh, as you quite rightly said, Kerry, we've got uh, we've got Southampton uh, coming up on Saturday. A uh, bit of a grudge match for me, as I, I live down in that manor, and a lot of my friends are Southampton fans. So <laughs> it might be an innocuous match for some Chelsea supporters, but not for me. I'm not having us losing that one. Uh, to be honest, I don't think we will. Um, they look pretty poor when they got thumped by Leicester in midweek. Um, but in a, in a sense, it's it's another one of those games, isn't it? A, a match that we're you know we we should you know just turn up, roll them over really easy, go home. Thank you very much. But you know if we're not at it from the start, yet again, you know something horrible could happen. That's, that's kind of where I, where I see it really. Well, I'm not going to be as bullish as always. Uh, you know, uh, two or three times now I've been called out, and uh, I'm not going to say we should win the game and so on. I'll, I'll say we should win the game because mm. I believe we should win the game. Um, but I, I'm starting to agree with you. If, if, if the proper Chelsea team turn up, and at home it's a little bit more difficult um, for them to go in to put one of these apathetic performances because fans, are, you know, they're going to let them know that we, we don't want to see that performance. The away fans, you feel sorry for when they go to the Palace and they go to West Ham and they see these very poor performances. You know, if you think, come on, at home there's 40,000. They're going to be saying, come on, and the players are going to let them know, yeah. you know? And uh, I don't think uh, they'll slip up in this one. I think they'll they'll beat Southampton. I've got to say, I think Southampton are a dour side. Don't score many goals. Um, not bad at certain things, but come on, look at look. I'm not even going to miss their players. I mean, two or three of their team are, are ex-players. Yeah. And uh, that's not knocking them. But listen, we should roll them over. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's really interesting actually because you know I come from down there and I've got a lot of mates who do support them. Um, they're really, they're really quite worried. They, they think, they think that uh, they're, they're a real relegation uh, in releg- in danger of getting relegated this year, and they, they think that the players aren't playing for the manager. They don't like him. They think that uh, Dusan Tadic, who's their their playmaker, has fallen out with him. So they're they're really quite worried and. And, and and I actually, you know, I had to write a blog about it the other day, and, and I had a look at the table, and they're they're mid table, they're eleventh, and they have got some decent players. That's the thing. I mean, they're no mugs. Uh, and I mean, actually, the other thing that surprised me about Southampton, they've been in the top ten for the last four or five seasons. I mean, who'd have thought? So you know, again, we need to turn up and be right at it from the get go. I think you can't take any 
Premier yeah, League we... game lightly, can you? No, for whatever reason, against anyone in this season, if anything else has proved that, you know, we've lost to the team at the bottom, we've got no points. Mm. We've lost to a team that's lost so many games and not won any this and that and so on, we lose to them. So it just goes to show there's not a Premier League team that you can take lightly anywhere. Um, that is the case. Uh, yeah, I, just on the Southampton one, I, you know, it's not about them, but every now and again, and pretty much every season, maybe a team, there's, a, there's those that fight relegation pretty much all season and there's those that sit in mid-table and think they might have they might not they might be alright and so on they hit a poor run about February from till April and all of a sudden they get relegated and the yeah. teams that have been scrapping all, all along um, manage to stay out of it one or two of them manage to stay up Southampton are in danger of that They're, they are one of them that could it could fall apart um, and I think Chelsea should help them on their way um, starting this week <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's one of my old clubs yeah it's one of my old clubs, but, um, you know, my allegiance is, is not even in a, is, is, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bear comparison. Um, everyone knows where my allegiances will lie. And uh, I, I want Chelsea to win um, comfortably at the weekend. I think they should. Yeah. But I now have an air of caution about me on, on pretty much everything I predict with Chelsea. Even though I think they should, I'm a little bit more confident at home when I go for a prediction away from home these days. I'm going to, just uh, have that little bit of caution about my uh, bullish remarks. Yeah, they're not a team to have a bet on at the moment, are they? Um, anyway, one one thing that will be interesting. I mean, I, I'm just you know having a quick read through uh, Conte's press conference today, uh, and he says that Morata has trained in the past couple of days and he's in contention to play tomorrow. Um, so it looks as like like he'll start, but uh, which I think he should. You know, if he's fit, you've got to play your main striker. But let's let's say he he he's not fit and ready to go um, you know would you go back Shuai or would you go back to the William Pedro Hazard because I mean I I, I have to say I don't like it because I like to see a proper striker but I'm, I'm an old git and I'm old fashioned but you know the movement of those three up front actually I think you know can cause uh, you know opposition, opposition teams a lot of problems because it makes it a lot harder to mark them when you, you don't quite know where the threat's coming from so I do see the sense in it but if he's fit you'd play him right uh, yeah, if you think you play him, I mean, trying to play leaving out a £30 million striker, then a £60 million striker, his argument could be, well, you're only as good as your last game, and then three played very well. But listen, I've seen that before as well. The manager's got to pick the team that wins the game. I've seen William, I've seen Pedro on numerous occasions as well, kind of missing in games, and you know, one good game uh, wouldn't give them, they haven't earned the right yet, um, to actually be a, a regular starter, full stop. And that's the reason, since they've both been at the club, they've been in and out. You know, um, they're easily left out because of their their performances don't dictate to the manager that I'm in. You know, yeah. that's the reason. Uh, the, all the people who don't play regular are the ones where their performances state that. The people who play regular are the ones that if you're fit, you play because you're the best player in that position. And, you know, and, and that's what it is. Um, you could... I couldn't guarantee, I don't think they could guarantee, they might wish to, that Hazard, Pedro and William could go out against Southampton and produce the same performance. They might, but there's no guarantee. And uh, I would go with a, with a tried and tested. If Morata's fit, he plays. Mm. And if he's not fit, well, then he's got his choice. Yeah, indeed. Well, I mean, I think the, the one thing that really, I mean, you know, as you said, in any given day, if if they're at it, I think particularly if we score an early goal, 
then I, I can't see anything other than Chelsea win. But I, I think the, the the only slight worry for me is that if 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 you're just coming off the back of a, a four-one defeat at home, I think the first thing the manager is going to be doing. Uh, with you for the next three days before this match is he's going to be drilling it into you how to defend better so I, I, I could really see Southampton you know really determined to, 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 to not let a goal in frankly so I could see them parking the bus in the modern day parlance and I and it could be difficult to break them down so I think you know yet again as we always say Kerry I mean it's like we, we repeat ourselves most weeks on this but the early goal is absolutely crucial isn't it for either side to be honest absolutely an early goal uh you know, allows you to play with a little bit more freedom, knowing that the other, the opposition have got to do something. If they don't do anything, well, you you, you play possession football, and you you can either pick them off. It's still a set play situation, and you know, if they, as soon as they do come out, there'll be more holes and, and so on. So, you know, uh, yeah, if it goes against us, we've got to be prepared and ready to break teams down. You know, I've heard Guardiola in his press conferences saying, "Yeah, we, the teams come here, we've got to be ready for that." You set you set the standard, you raise the bar. Um, you know, teams aren't going to let you roll them over and pass around them. It, you know, happened with Chelsea um, when they won the title last season. Um, and, it, you know, it's happening to Manchester City at the moment. You know, teams aren't, they know that you can pass. So anyone worth, uh, any manager worth uh, uh, weight uh, or any, any player who's got anything about him, he's not going to allow that to happen to him. He'll realise his limitations. And, you know, if there's a bloke quicker than you, you'll give yourself a couple of yards. You ain't going to be standing right next to him so he can just turn and outrun you. You know, you're a professional at the end of the day and you play to your strengths if you can. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, you know, so we've got to be prepared to break teams down. And if Southampton part the bus, let's see that lively performance, energetic performance and everyone putting it in to get the first goal. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling they will, actually. I, I, I really do. I'm, you know, I, I think they are prone to these blips like uh, like Palace and, and, and West Ham. But uh, I think generally... You know, we are... And the Burnley first half as well, you know. That's yeah. a, that is a real apathetic one at home. And Roma, hasn't been too many of them at home, but, you know... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rome, of course, that was a whole game. That was the whole game of it. Yeah. But, well, I don't know. I mean, without going back to old stuff that we talked about before, I well, think we, we, weren't, we weren't that bad in the first stuff, half. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, actually, well, look... Listen, but... that, that, that performed... Listen, if we look at it something, if I could just say one more point, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a negative one. Um, the, Roma, the Roma performance at home, Cost us top spot in the Champions League. That's why we're playing Barcelona. Could have played someone else. I know that. We've went through all that. Palace, Burnley and West Ham, at least, have cost us the title race challenge at the moment. We still might produce one. There's a long way to go. But that's the sort of improvement that's going to be required second half of the season if we're going to win one of these four trophies we're in. Well, exactly. And I think, actually, you know what? It's a really really good point you made earlier on um, because, you know, you do not win leagues if you are not consistent and we won it last year predominantly because we went on that 13 uh, game unbeaten run or winning run in fact uh, and that's what wins you a league it's the consistency but actually you know when you're a bit more mercurial like we have been this season that that does set you up ideally uh, to to have a chance in a cup which segues nicely into the fact that as you yeah. as you said we did get uh, Barcelona in the in the Champions League draw last Monday and, you know, uh, there was a bit of pessimism about this. But I, I'll be honest with you, I was very relieved we didn't get PSG, who I think have, have had our number for a few years. Um, I fancy our chances yeah. against Barcelona. I really do. I mean, is that how you see it, Kerry? Once, Dave, I'm saying I agree with everything you said. Um, <laughs> yep, perfect. 
if we're going to play Barcelona, they're clear at the top and everyone will point to what they're doing in their own league, which is fine. I don't think Real are the side that they were. They've got the players that can produce on the day. I don't think Barca, I think they're a declining side as well, mm. uh, although they've still got the players to produce on the day. But their results are suggesting, you know, and you can throw Bayern Munich in on that one as well if you want. Um, PSG are the up and coming side, and, but we are looking like a cup side this year. Mm. We, can, we can produce we can produce performances that we have got good players and on the day if our world class players stand up and play theirs don't we will win the games so we have got a chance and you know I'd rather have Barcelona than PSG um, although Besiktas would have been the better one mm. Well to be honest I, I think we are in that, that kind of weird place at the moment I think on our day we can be anybody we're good enough to be anybody and I think you know the Atletico Madrid game away prove that in many respects so uh, I, I, you know maybe stranger things have happened Kerry than us having a, a, a you know a, a, a far from ideal league campaign and then going on to win the Champions League so you never never know uh, but anyway uh, uh, we should we should wrap I'm this not, up listen, I'm not, don't get me wrong here hey, listen, don't, you're not having the last word on that don't get me wrong here I'm not writing us off in any capacity at all we could still end up with three trophies and second in the league that'd be a desperately indeed. bad season wouldn't it well, that would be lovely. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a really interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, it, it, I had a chat with a few uh, of my, uh, uh, you know, Chelsea mates of my vintage the other day, and, you know, we see a lot of melting down going on on social media and people, you know, throwing their toys out of the pram because you lose. And, I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, all of us, all of us kind of in in their 50s uh, can't believe what we've seen in the last 15 to 20 years. And we'd all die happy having seen what Chelsea have won. You know, but in a sense, that shouldn't be the attitude. You know, the, the players and the manager and the supporters have got to want to win everything, and we should be greedy. So, you know, I'll shut up with those kind of comments a bit about being happy about it. Listen, we should we should we should wrap up the old show with really where are we going to go for the Southampton? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if we get an early goal, I think we'll romp it. But uh, if if we don't and they part the bus, I think we could be in for a long afternoon. So you predicted what? Well, I'm going to go two-one. I'm going to split the difference. Well, here come more bullish remarks. I think three or four-nil. It okay. doesn't matter which side he puts out. I think they're a poor side. If Leicester can do them four at home, Leicester are an improving side. Jamie Vardy and Riyad Mahrez—they've got some decent players as well. We got decent players. If we're at the races, three or four for us as well. All right, I like it. I like. I mean, you've been you've been on fantastic form today, Kerry. As I said, I love it when you're on a long run, but uh, I like the bullishness as well. So let's hope uh, that you're more right than I am, and uh, we'll be talking about it obviously next week, back end of next week. Of course, we'll have the Bournemouth game to talk about as well in the League Cup, won't we? I think that's next week. There's so many matches at the moment, I lose track. Yep. But uh, hopefully, we'll uh, have one foot yeah, in the. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have one foot in the the semi-final of the uh, the League Cup as well. So let's hope so. Mate, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game uh, tomorrow. And you and I will catch up again next week. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.